step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. All right, let's just go for it. Hex, you good? Oh, yeah. All right. And we are, I believe, live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to uh, Before the Dust Settles. That was episode 10, The Passenger, the season finale of Westworld, season two. Um, I'd like to welcome my guests, as always, Hex Dogma. Thank you for being with us. Sure thing, man. What's going on, everybody? Uh, First off, what an episode. Uh, Secondly, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, next guest, uh, I'll let let him introduce himself. (laughs) <laughs> w Axel Foley from the West World uh, Theory Cast. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic, Justin. Thank you so much for putting this all together. I really Can appreciate it. Can you hear me, it. Axel? Oh, your mic is muted. Oh, here we go. My mic is now not muted. Thank you, Axel. <laughs> um, I was trying to be here. There you go. Uh, thank you very much, Justin, for having me. Thanks for all you do to put this together. I appreciate it. Hacks, thank you. Thanks to everyone in the chat supporting us. We really appreciate it. I was blown away. Super fantastic Westworld theory cast DVR podcast.com. But let's talk about the show because I loved it. Yeah, I think that there's going to be a lot of mixed feelings already. Me and Hex were uh, briefly speaking, and I I, I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I did like season one's finale uh, far more than I enjoyed this one. I think that this definitely requires not only one rewatch, but multiple. I want to get a general feeling from the chat i want to know what you guys think uh scale one to five five being the best what are you guys thinking in the chat so we can kind of get a vibe um if i want to pass it over to hacks and uh just give me your initial thoughts hacks how did you feel about this uh did it live up to expectations did it kind of let you down do you think they stuck the landing or do you think they kind of took an easy way out a little bit too ambiguous or too on the nose what are you thinking so first off in the chat i think everyone's i'm not sure the system in which people are citing they're saying 2.5 and 5 and 4 let's do um i'm assuming out of five so let's just make sure everyone's clear on that um so uh, mixed really 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 mixed um i like the episode um i think half the episode my jaw my mouth was actually opened i was like oh my god what is what is happening here oh they're doing this oh they're that this is actually happening um it was, it, it was a good episode. It wasn't what I was expecting. There's definitely more questions than answers, and I to to properly to properly have a, have a view on this episode. It's it's one you definitely need to watch multiple times. Like I don't I don't feel that coming coming down from this episode. I understand the complete picture of the episode, if that makes sense. Um, which makes me worry that maybe this episode didn't display what it wanted to display to a casual audience. Um, and, and for the longevity of the show, we need that. You know, channels like like this one and mine, to, and uh, you know, podcasts around the world to break down the show are, are amazing. But for the casual audience to get it, it kind of needs to be a little more straightforward. And I think that maybe 
that didn't translate in this episode. But overall, my personal thought is it was it was a good episode. Yeah, I'm going to pass it over to Axel in a moment. I just think that, you know, I, I was happy with it. And like I said to you off air, Hacks, I think that there's a little bit of an issue with trying to explain the unexplainable when I, I do believe the general um, motivation behind the show is to start conversations uh, amongst uh, minds that differ, um, especially with beliefs. And I think that this this episode in particular, and we'll get into it, made us question a lot of different aspects of our life about, you know, believing in a higher power with Bernard's, uh, you know, just believing somebody is there with him when Ford really wasn't. And, and it throws out all these ideas at us, but there's no, again, you know, like I've always kind of stressed that there's no absolute answer to what consciousness is. I hate you even using the word sentience. And I think that for a show like this to be, you know, so conclusive uh, when dealing with um, inconclusive um, aspects of, of our lives, you know, in, in, as the human uh, race in general, and to tackle these huge issues, it can lead to some uh, disappointment because of the ambiguity of it all. What do you think, uh, Axel? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess this is my initial reaction. I mean, I literally, we, I just watched that little end scene before you hit um, live, and I loved it. I thought that they just went balls out. I thought the whole Dolores as hail thing knocked me out and I loved it. I felt like it put into perspective the rest, so much of the rest of the season. I love that, that we kind of go out on the little symbol there that was in the house, kind of that's the door. There's so many doors. I don't know. I absolutely was blown away. Of course, I'm going to have to watch it again and maybe perhaps with a more discerning analytical eye, I will find faults and ruminations. But for now, I'm just kind of jazzed off of it. I walked out of the room and I said to my wife, I was like, my heart is pounding. I feel like it's just like when you watch great TV, I just loved it. I do what I think hacks brought up a point about, I think Justin too, maybe here it's all a blur um, about like a generalized audience here. And I don't know. I mean, that's a that's something that you do have to think about. It is ra this could be construed as rather confusing, and it was obscure in its delivery. Uh, but I kind of say, you know, fuck them. I mean, you got this is a show you got to pay attention to. You know, that's what this show does, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't need to be all things. What it does, it does fantastically, and I think it did it with emotion as well. So uh, I'll hand it back to you, Justin. Yeah, I guess we can start by talking about the emotional beats with the whole making it to the actual Valley Beyond, which seems to be like a Garden of Eden type of deal where, you know, they can live in bliss. But Dolores choosing to want to be a part of the real world where there are stakes and that has where they're not under the control because still the Valley Beyond is something that the the humans could get um, control of. Is is that what you took from that hacks? Is that, is that why Dolores in your opinion didn't want to ascend to the Valley Beyond because she knew that they could still technically uh, get their grubby human hands on it. I mean, so here's the thing, like their perspective is that this is, this is a new world. This is um, a safe haven that you can exist here without it's, it's your world essentially. Right. Um, but it's not, you know, as, as much as the hosts believe that as much as you can live and exist inside of this data, you're still just the subject to the people who can manipulate that data. So if <laughs> like 
so say say they just went into the valley beyond right now and in or before it was transmitted to whatever satellite and existed in the perfect world built for them well it would still be the the world they were in it'd basically be westworld but they'd be ones and zeros instead of uh, printed bodies i mean you, you know what's the only difference is that there's not people coming to the park to to hunt and murder them so i don't know the the idea that it's that it's a safe haven that it's something that they can exist in forever isn't true it, because if you find that data if you corrupt that data even if you don't have the key you can just delete the data like not having not having the the key to get in doesn't mean that you can't just uh <laughs> i don't know just delete it but i think i think the thing with that though is that the fact that bernard stopped the purging of the human minds perhaps they're going to make the play that they can't delete the data and it has to be secure until they find that key um, because all the all the human minds and all the research over the you know course of thirty years is still stuck in that same thing, so that's that's their leverage. That's the way they're safe right now, um, and I, and I guess I'm okay with it. I think I just worked my way down. I think I just log- logically went through it, and and I'm okay with it now. <laughs> you talk. Is this part therapy for us as well? <laughs> yeah, that's what I, how I took it too. Is is that I mean that which is real is irreplaceable. If yeah. that wasn't irreplaceable, that could be simulated and simulated. Yeah. Uh, Axel, what are your thoughts on passing up the Garden of Eden? Eden to uh, go on to where stakes are real, almost a man in black like mentality. I was thinking it before she even said it. Um, I, I just, I just felt like that's not real. You know what I mean? That's kind of like, um, that's kind of what, uh, uh, the, that's what the character in the matrix chose. He chose the steak. He chose the meal, right? Dolores is saying, no, I want to choose reality. There is only one reality. And, I have always enjoyed that this show puts that boundary. You need boundaries, right? You need the characters to have, uh, you need to know what the stakes are. And that stake has been laid out not only by her, but MIB. And I thought that that was uh, the totally right decision. And I even, I felt, I felt actually, I'll tell you this guys, I felt kind of deflated that Akacheta was in there. Now he's somewhere else, but I felt almost a little deflated, like, oh, we're going to relegate him to that. You know what I'm saying? Like I could have, I would have rather seen Dolores had five balls when she left in her, when she looked in her as Hale, when she looked in her purse. So we know one of them was Bernard, right? Slash Arnold. Who are the others? I was hoping one of them would be Akacheta. You know? Yeah, I guess we don't we can't say for certain if yeah. it's Akicheta or if it true. is, you know, um, I think a large portion of the chat and uh, I mean, Hex briefly spoke about this and Hex uh, jumped to the conclusion right away as well that that the Teddy is inside of Hale, that that is who. Um, oh, I love it. I love and that. I think that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, to, to clarify, I'm just I'm not I'm not sold on that. I think the fact that. Give me your credit here that you speculated and it seems like it's right, right? No, we're not holding anybody to anything. We just watched the show, so don't yeah, take anything yeah. we say is fucking gospel. That, that that's could just be... ignorant. <laughs> but yeah, I think that you're on the ball with that, Hacks. I don't yeah. like that. I like idea. it, too. That's, that's the first thing I asked. I'm like, hmm. But... Because I got, a, I got a quick win with the whole hosts don't really need their body, but then we get the, the con <laughs> of that, of, like we were worried about. That yeah. that means anybody can switch into anybody. Yeah. So there's always like, oh, good, I was right about that. And it's like, oh, shit. 
So that's kind of bad for a storytelling sense as well. So it's like, ooh, who is inside of uh, Charlotte Hale's body? So, um, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So the, the whole thing with Teddy, I don't like, because when he was killed, um, the accumulation of, of what he's gone through, his story, everything that defined him up to that point was killed with it. What's in the forge and what's in the valley beyond, um, I, I guess that's what we're calling it, uh, is, is essentially the Teddy that existed but since the last time he was backed up to that forge, right? So it's but, not it's not who we think it is. It's not the, but the wait, Teddy but that's experienced that. Can I may I, I may I just I, I apologize for cutting you sure, off, hacks? Sure. But oh, you're good. But in a sense, we don't know that because they have said over and over again, you only exist as long as the last person who knew you, and just in the same way that those balls may be may be missing how long we don't know we don't know how it connected the forge was to the outside world or how 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 uh ford himself may have opened it up to allow it to take in the knowledge of what had occurred in the previous couple of weeks but also uh, going along that concept which i think is so beautiful is that these hosts can reconstitute each other as long as one is alive that knew them well right And that's a beautiful, to me, I could almost kind of tear up thinking about a world where each of us had that kind of love, had that love and respect for each other, had to, had to basically, it was inborn, you know, because it's like, you better be good to the other people. Because if you're not, guess what? If something happens to you, they ain't bringing you back. They don't want to remember who you were. You know what I mean? So, but I just want to say, it could be. I, I I like what you're going at, where they're they're different inside the forge, but I think that it's important to add of what Dolores could add to them, and what then these reconstituted people could add to each other. Yeah, it's like how much liberty does the artist have? Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. With, with it, so you know, because I think that there is something to what Hax is saying as well that that we do have to think that that's just the last reincarnation oh, of Teddy. You're right, but you're there's right. also the whole thing of I think that this is another thing about the show that's so great, but also can make it very difficult to talk about because it's ambiguous it, and it's all about again, like we could say that maybe Akichara in in the Valley Beyond, and that's just what we're gonna. Re- to as what I'm going to refer to as the forge right now um, is, you know, that's his perceived reality, the one that he chooses. And that's fine. And Dolores chose another path and she chose one with not only uh, freedom of choice, but she chose to bring along an adversary, which we will get into as well. Um, So it's all about perception as well Mm -hmm. and how we see them as if that's who they really are and stuff like that. Uh, It it brings up these huge questions of are the memories of you, you, are they just memories? Yeah. Um, in recreating consciousness as a whole, so because um, we do see Teddy in the in the forge, in in the in the heaven like bliss, but then we see a, what seems to be Teddy like behavior in Charlotte Hale. But in, again, yeah. we only have a few seconds of it. Um, so it does uh, mention that we get Logan, and Logan is almost like the Jarvis, is what I'm going to refer to him as of the forge. Yeah, yeah, I call it, it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you yeah, say so, Jarvis uh, or do you want you want to take that one, hacks? Oh, yeah, right. man. There's a fucking there's a there's an AI in the in the like he, he is the system. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. You know, still the line about Ford saying, "Have you looked at what your what your creation has been learning?" So I don't know. It didn't seem like the the system. Yeah. I don't even know what to call him. I guess we'll just call him Logan. System Logan. Um, it it didn't seem like he was malicious in any tenant. It seemed like he was just uh, doing his job. 
but it'll be interesting what that means in the future um, and, and how that plays out. But I am glad that we'll probably get Ben, Ben Barnes forever. I don't know. Maybe season three, it'll blow up. Yeah, absolutely. And he narrows down uh, human consciousness to be, uh, sorry, I just had a alert that made me slur my words there uh to being 10,247 lines of an algorithm and the algorithm looks exactly like a player piano script looks if you guys notice that in the books and he also mentions that he had 18 million different versions of his father and that he was created just off of his memories uh, of that so i thought that was an interesting turn to take did you guys like how they presented the forge and this whole jarvis-esque logan um aspect that they brought upon us uh axel i'll take it over to you did you like this aspect yeah i guess i'm a little bit older than you guys so jarvis he reminded me more of the uh the lady from the matrix well (laughs) i can't remember her name that's kind of what it that's i thought more we were talking about this a little bit in our last uh podcast which is I I was kind of talk, you know, or actually maybe Justin, you and I may have been talking about it about like the representational, like the representational data, how the library is the people. I like that kind of stuff, you know. That goes back to like kind of cyber early cyberpunk William Gibson, like how you you have to humans have to have visual symbols and representations for things. So I really like the way they did it. I like the way that they. The one thing I found a little bit confusing is how. They were in the forge, but they were their entry point had to be through Delos, which I thought was interesting. So it was almost like they were hacking it. Did you get that hacks? That that's like because they were going through. They were like she was when Dolores was going through. She was saying that like we have to go through his mind. Now we're here. Now we're there. And then they kind of got through, and that's when they met Logan. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I think. I, I see what you're, what you're saying. That that was a little confusing. I yeah. think that hmm. Logan. That's see. That's what what I'm saying is that's what happened. Is the ball that they put in there right allowed them access? But then when they went in for some reason, because I guess the subroutine was like stuck on Delos or something, or that's why they originally created this environment. They had to go through him. Then when they hit Logan, Logan recognized them as being a virus or or something different. You don't belong here. And then he kind of opened up the forge to them and was like, now you may see the data. Yeah, I think think it's more the creative choice because like what they were trying to show is the – you know, the idea that the simulations can play out a a billion different ways, right? So what what we were seeing is is that – and I – I don't think they could have shown us anyone else. So that's probably why they showed us that. Um, but I do agree. He was probably the first that, that, that was, that has been in this thing. Yeah. Um, because Bernard said, this is not built to have us here. This is not built the to conscious run. Mind. Yeah. The conscious mind. To ha- so I think that's kind of like it, it, it's almost like the system. It's like a uh, old, old Tron. The system recognized them and was like set upon them. You know what I mean? And that setting upon them was basically Logan kind of coming out and being like, yo, system alert. What are you doing here? And then he kind of knew, recognized them from Ford and let them through. That's what I understood too, is that he talked about Ford being the one who, who kind of told him they were going to come there. Yeah. Like any conscious mind gets VIP access to yeah. a point is what I took from it. And I thought it was, I thought it was very interesting. I love the whole, um, you know, 
aspect of how strong the stories that we tell ourselves are. And that's always been an ongoing theme, stuff like that. And about what, what exactly cornerstones versus motivation was when we seen, you know, his, his moment, James Delos's moment is the one with Logan. And that was, that was a pretty sad moment that we saw right there, the, the demise of Logan and how he came to him for help and he'd been denied. And that, that was kind of like his, you know, like whatever you want, his, his watershed pain. moment yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I, I think that it was, it was beautifully done. And I think that we, we definitely could have, they could have shown us a lot more than Delos. I think that's all they showed us. Um, is that how you guys are taking it? Is that we just, you know, got a sneak peek, but technically they could have simulated anything they wanted to see. That's what I think. Yep. I agree. I think, I, I, in my opinion, they probably should have done Bernard um, because in this we get the confirmation that the the beach scene has been played out and they've basically used, um, you know, studying studying people like Strand and studying people like um, Charlotte, how they would interact and, and kind of this entire thing was the trap to get them there. I, I think if maybe they showed some simulations of that that would be cool um yeah to try to try to show what didn't work and then and you know then we'd have the big re- realization of oh my god they're actually doing this right now it's just they talked about doing it i mm-hmm. feel like if they showcased it it would have been very impactful i you know what hacks i can't i couldn't agree with you more and, and i think that that's the risk you take when you try to fold the narrative in on itself like this right that upon reflection you made a great point right there, which is that if they had sh- they have shown instead of told in that aspect, it would make this whole idea of another um, virtual world more relatable to us and related it back to the story that we've seen throughout the season. I think so too. Yeah. It's a good idea. It's always a rule, yes, to show, not tell. Yep, and yep. unfortunately, when tackling such large, large issues as this show does, is that a lot of times they do have, that's why we have Ford as our little exposition bot half the time. And um, let's talk about some humans real quick. Uh, we'll, we'll get a little segment going. Let's talk about humans. We lost quite a few. Um, and, and how do we think they're going to deal with this? I mean, we've got Lee Sizemore, who, number one, beautiful. I loved how they handled that. And we lost Elsie. I think that I'm not ever saying that Ford isn't coming back because it's just has made me look like an asshole every time I've done it. But definitely Lee Sizemore and um, Elsie are dead. Um, anybody got any counterpoints on that? Or are we uh, saying no dental school for sure? So <laughs> I, I was expecting to see a fucking bear. Okay. All I wanted this entire season was for us to understand why there's a goddamn bear in the control room. And I was like so excited. I look at my wife. I'm like, oh my God, it's the bear scene. The bear scene's coming up. We're going to get a bear. There's going to be some crazy ass bear that comes through and they're going to have to fight it off. Maybe it's going to kill Charlotte. And then no bear. What is that bear? Why did we see that? You know what I mean? Um, So, but back to the point, Elsie, (laughs) Elsie is um, dead, 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 dead. Um, Yeah, I think I'm sad. I think she was one of the one of the female characters I really liked in this. Um, and I think it was because she's an engineer. So I, I relate to that. She was like the nerdy troubleshooting person. And, you know, that was like, that was who I idolized is like the, the engineer kind of working through issues analytically. Um, yeah. So rest in peace, her Lee Sizemore. I hated his death. I know, I, I know Justin, I know you liked it, but, 
God damn it, dude. Why not just like, why not just walk out and be like, Hey guys, don't shoot this. They're doing something else. Or, you know, just like yeah. not kill yourself. Doing just not be kill yourself. Poetic, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're dead in this story. You're trying to reason it out, I... man. You're not looking at the poetry. No. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, obviously packs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He could have went about it, but I do love that moment where he says it's my, uh speech anyways because you know Hector put it but yes you know but hey that type of snarky realism and reasoning in your head is what gets you shot in Westworld buddy um what do you think about it Axel Uh, you know what I fall in between both of you Justin I uh kind of empathize with your um enjoyment of Sizemore being able to recite his own lines and act like a hero inside of his own world but then I agree with Hacks that the way that they did it was really weird. And it was only one dude that was shooting at him. And he was like, go, get away. And it's like one idiot who can't even load his gun hiding behind a car. You know, like it just, <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't, it, it, they could have, that was not staged very well. And I think, hey, look, it's, uh, productions are hard. And I think that that perhaps upon reflection, they may have realized, wait, and maybe it, it, in editing, you can't even really save it. You know, but um, yeah, I, I I love him and I hope he's not gone. And Elsie, I think I think they are both dead. Who knows, though? They could be brought back as hosts so they could get back inside Delos. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I that's why I can't feel too much about it, because I don't think anybody <laughs> dies on this show, really. Yeah. Well, no, I, I agree with both you guys, too. And, and this goes even back to um, to uh, Angela, the they do sometimes depend too much on too much suspension of disbelief. And, and I totally agree. Cause even w- with me, cause I, I write a little bit. So I'm like, Oh, that's beautiful. He gets to, you know, say his own thing, but how many Justins are there out there as well? And I, I recognize that the suspension of disbelief, they, it was pushing it with that one. I mean, there could have been so many other ways that there's, they're supposed to make it. So we have very little questions about how these events go down. Not, every reason to question it but um yeah i mean i guess we don't technically see him die die uh, i would say elsie's more dead for sure yeah. than, than lee yeah i'd agree on, i'd agree on that as well i would agree on that and elsie is elsie's turn this episode bothered me a little bit i would have hoped that she you know i know she tried to pull that old fake ola and then charlotte was like no i know that you're not deceptive person i've read your file but I, I feel like even the fact that she kind of buddied up with them, she would have had a plan earlier. And they had built this whole relationship between I, – I felt like that aspect of writing and Justin, I don't know if you agree with me here, but adding that whole subtext and subplot between Bernard saying like, Elsie, you're the most valuable person in the park to me, you know, and then later on how he, you know – pushes Ford out to not hurt her. And then having it kind of end like this, I don't know. It felt a little, little, that felt a little flat for me now that I'm talking it out. Clunky, a little yeah. clunky. Yeah, a little well, clunky. Here's, here's my take Situational. On it. Is, obviously we just watched the same show. I'm going to let it go because she froze him. <laughs> yeah. So she kind of killed herself in a way because he couldn't have stopped it because she froze him. Remember she, she said freeze all motor functions. And yeah. Told him to sit. Yeah. So I guess true. that's the way to take it. I I'm with I guess, you. It's a little clunky, but, it, but it's almost like she kind of uh, programmed her own demise in a way. Yeah. And I guess, and also kind of proving Ford, right. You know, like Ford is like down on humans and guess what? 
uh, Elsie kind of backed him up on that part. You got to admit it, you know, she kind of tried to help him, but in the end she was really all about the self-preservation. But then again, aren't we all? Yeah. And, and that, that was the interesting aspect of this. Um, and uh, we're getting a lot of people saying they want to, and we will adhere to the chat. Um, they just want to know what the fuck is the deal with MIB? Well, join, join the group. Um, our webcams and our microphones don't give us the all knowing knowledge of the show. Here's my take on it. I don't believe that this post show or post credit scene proves that he was a host. Um, I just don't, I don't really know what to take for, from it. I need to have a rewatch. Um, it, it's definitely an interesting aspect. I'm going to pass it over to Hacks. And again, nothing we say here is, is, is gospel or cemented, especially after this episode. I just don't know how to take this post credit scene. And again, I was getting this set up. So I know Hacks and Axel have opinions on this as well. And we'll try to adhere to these questions in the chat. And I see, I see you guys. I hear you loud and clear. Hacks. Uh, yeah. So I think... Uh, MIB is a host, but what's interesting is that the time in which he becomes a host is still yet to be defined. Um, from, from what we know, he's now witnessing a fidelity test, but he's witnessing, witnessing it from a person who, um, we saw die. And I'm not saying that I, so my, my understanding or my theory is that this is years later and he's going through this. And this is actually either a figment of his imagination and he's going through um, the maze like he was or like Dolores did and was able to see um, other other beings. And in reality, he's just by himself going through this in an abandoned park, all all, you know, decrepit after this massive event. Because if you look at like some of the structures, it looks like, you know, the sand is kind of the water's all been drained. The sand is like kind of taken over um, and yeah. So, um, I, as soon as they walked in, I thought he, I thought she was just going to shut the door and then like catch it on fire or something. And it would be like, Oh my God, what, what did I just witness? But, um, yeah. So fidelity test and, and years later, uh, I think he, I, I, I think what we saw was a human, but the way that they define it is, is impossible to know. And at some point he becomes a host. Um, and that'll be interesting to know. Yeah, they do say before I pass this on to Axel at the very end that there's one priority guest um, that's in like critical condition or something. So I took right. that as that was uh, Ford or not Ford. My apologies, as uh, th- that was William. They MIB. show him. Mm-hmm. So and I kept looking at his hand after it got blown off, and I almost thought it was mechanical looking, but it wasn't. I, I did take another look. What is your take on on this this post credit scene that I think is going to uh, spur a lot more uh, theories? Well, I like what Hack said. We were talking about it before we went live. These guys said, "What do you think about MIB?" And I was like, "I didn't. What are you talking about? We didn't see." And then uh, uh, I just watched it, and I like what Hack said, picking up on a little bit of our conversation there before, which is that the last time we we thought we were going to see him, he entered the elevator, and then Bernard stood in front of it, and it opened, and it was empty, and that was it. They made an obvious visual cue out of that, you know. And uh, here, I like the idea exactly. We don't know when this is right? Um, We don't know that because of his injuries, he had to become a host or something as was kind of, I had a kind of favorite theory about. Um, I like uh, the idea picking up what Hack said on this setting up a kind of new 
time displacement next season. We have to think about that in these shows, similar to how the best lost did it, where you kind of set up a little bit of the seat that what the next season is going to be. And we're going to have an off season to talk about this, but I can already see Reddit theories forming that like this could be years later, you know, like Hack said, and they're sitting there. Uh, it took me a little off guard and quite frankly, I'm not a huge fan of these. What are they called? What do they call them? They have a, a little T, a, a little name for them. stingers. Actually, they're called stingers. I'm not a real fan of these. I don't really, I know every Marvel movie does them, but, um, it really kind of threw me off a little bit. I liked it, but then I don't know. I was in different space at that point. So to me, I'm going to say it doesn't prove anything to me at this point. Yeah. If I can, if I can jump in real fast. By yeah. all so the, what's really interesting about this entire uh, algorithm is, uh, is Ford, I'm sorry, is William shooting Dolores? Um, one, the entire time I'm like, shoot her in the head. Like, you know this. What is that? What, what, what is happening? Stop shooting her in the body. You obviously know how to, how to kill yeah. her. Um, and then, you know, you didn't the, want to kill her though. The mirrored scene of, of when Teddy or when he walks up to Teddy and presses the gun against the, the forehead. And then, you know, now William is in that position and he pulls the trigger and it backfires. I don't, I don't know, dude. I mean, I think, yeah. I think There's that's really, really telling, um, <laughs> that, that he might be, that he might be a host this entire time. Yeah, why was <laughs> why was it. Clementine so easy to bring down with two shots to the stomach? It doesn't make any sense, Terminator. dude. It doesn't make any sense. And Maeve, who is now super Neo, can't tell her body not to not to accept that being shot kills you because that's the only reason the hosts ever die in the park anyway is because or, they're programmed to go down, right? Exactly. Yeah, watch the pitch. Uh, Jenny Nicholson's channel. She does a pitch for Westworld, and they 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 conquer. It's it's, it's meant you know it's it's very uh, humorous, me. and yeah. it's it's just talking about the bullets. Like, well, what does happen when they shoot furniture? She goes right through them. They're like, what happens when it shoots gas? She's like, gentle as a snowball. She's like, what about hosts on hosts? Like, oh, right through them, brains everywhere. They're like, the people. She's like, it's science. You know, yeah. it's fast and loose with physics. It's yeah. simulation or whatever they're referring to. Simunition, yeah. It's, you know, I've seen people talk about on Reddit, like how they set up squibs in certain areas and they have to get authorization. We, yeah, too much suspension of disbelief for me on that one. But it is, yeah, like, I guess the bullet ricocheted off of Dolores's head. Is that what we saw? I think the gun just backfired. I mean, it's just like she, he pulled the trigger and it broke. Oh, no, she um, put that little fake ass bullet in it. Oh. to jam his gun. Remember she picked it up. Oh. It was like flattened. She picked it up where it was near the ball with Teddy in the, in the barn. They had a close up shot of it. She rubs it against the ball and there's blood on it. Then she puts it in the gun and then she hands him the gun. She did oh, it on that, purpose. That makes me I don't feel remember. so much better about that. Yeah, Thank you. That's exactly yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I'm catching people yep. bringing that up in the chat, too. Thank you, Axel. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was just getting to be too much for me. I thought like, that that right. was weird, too. There's, there was a little bit... I mean, this show sometimes does that. They're, they're, you know, they're sitting in this writer's room, and they're puzzling around so much that sometimes they take things that could have been easy, which is his gun just misfires, and they implant this entire mystery into it, which is so much obfuscation. Uh, I can't pronounce it. It makes it, 
confusing for no reason, you know? So I think that that was a part of it. I didn't understand. There were so many additional shots of that little bullet. Actually, I think in, in all, there were three shots of that flattened bullet. I know there were two. And I was like, who care? Why do they keep on doing this? But then his hand, it, it blew up. I missed, you know, I missed but, this entirely. Yeah. It's, 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 when, it's when, in there. When was the first time or the most the, notable time that this happened? The first time it happens is um, she is lying with, um, closing my eyes, remember, she's lying down with Teddy. We see a wide shot. Then she gets up. She reaches down. There's a close-up. She's touching the ball. There's a, the little bullet pellet is a part of it. At first, I thought it meant that the ball had been destroyed. But it wasn't. Uh-huh. It was a pellet. It was like it was. I think it was Teddy's ball got hit by the bullet, and it didn't destroy the pe- the the um the ball, which maybe goes to show that you can't destroy these balls with a gun. That That's maybe, why we got people on Reddit that free you know? screen things. Yeah, and, so like, you'll see pages it. upon page. Hacks, um, you'll see it. Trust me, man. I I know. I have a very good visual memory, but I'm almost certain of this is what happened yeah. in this. Aspect. I believe you. A lot of people in chat are saying the same thing. I missed that entirely. I. I, I know that there was some issue or some some meaning behind the bullet that Teddy picked up, but I thought it ended when you know he kind of gave it to uh, gave it to to Phil as a my last strand of mercy. Um, is is that the same bullet they were focusing on? I am not sure. All I know no, is that there was a bullet when she it's touches the ball. Bullets. Okay, it's two separate bullets. When she picks up the ball, his his ball, right? It's on the ground and there's blood all over it. And then she kind of moves her finger and the bullet comes out and it's like a piece of metal. Perhaps it's not a bullet. Perhaps it's just a piece of scrap metal meant to jam the gun. Yeah, they set it up, and, and yeah. like Axel said, I mean, I don't know why this writer's room didn't take the board did it all uh, out for this one or anything uh, like that. Oh, they, oh, Jerbot. They chose to make it very difficult, and yes, people are talking about how the, I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's called the Limat or whatever that gun is called. It does have a shotgun uh, shell in the center. Okay. Um, but in the chat. It, yeah, it, it was flattened. It was Teddy's bullet, and, and she put it there in there. Go. It was shown, there but that's go. not really all that important. No, it makes me not. feel better about it, but it's not a big plot point. But, yeah. but, 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 but it's more proof that they ran through this simulation multiple times to understand what he would do in that circumstance, right? Because, it, I mean, you just put a random bullet. He shoots like four to five times before that bullet clicks. She's so confident that, <laughs> that she's not going to get shot in the head, and, you know, I mean, is she just Archer counting bullets? And she's like, oh, yeah, the last one. So you know, so I think I, it's... I, I, I think it's... Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, Hacks, I didn't No, you're good, you're good. Um, I was just going to say, I have to agree with Justin here that we, we just have to kind of accept it. I mean, it's the same thing with there seemed to be no rhyme or reason to the virus that Clementine gave them because it's like, was Maeve protecting her daughter and some other people from it? Why couldn't Maeve overcome it? I didn't understand that. I'm just saying that there were certain things in this episode that I think if we got nitpicky about, including what you're talking about here with this whole bullet and all that kind of thing, um, it's a little bit iffy. I don't know what you mean by about this simulation. You think that they simulated that part too with MIB? Because I would thought it was only... Okay, that's an interesting aspect. I hadn't thought about it that way. I thought that the simulation was... was, uh, was focused only on Bernard getting off at the beach from that point forward and didn't include any of the other stuff. I mean, so, but, so here's the thing. They basically infinity ward themselves, right? They basically, I didn't Dr. See that. Strange infinity ward themselves because okay. 
he sits there during the fight and, and or before the fight and, and comes up with 13 million possibilities and only one correct outcome. Okay. And they did the exact same thing. Right. So it's kind of like, God damn it. Why did you do that? But <laughs> um, it, it gives them the out that they will always know what to do. So I don't know. I don't think she would leave it a chance of just if, if he was a human and had the ability to kill her for some reason, didn't shoot her in the head five times before it. And then, you know, she was so confident on that exact shot that it wouldn't kill her, that she pressed the muzzle to her head and, and it ricocheted and it, you know, did what the, what a flat bullet would do. Um, actually would have, would that even fire? (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know anything about guns, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I I think that, I think the issues with some inconsistencies were, I don't know, just them trying to move the plot along. It happens. Um, I do agree that it's science. Uh, yeah. <laughs> could have probably just stopped that entire onslaught if she just forced used the force like at the start of the battle but i don't know it's not necessary, unnecessary for her to even have him accompany her and i mean you know they it, it kind of made it seem like they were gonna have to like be with each other for longer than they were they're were like okay so we're aligned until we're not yeah, yeah. And it was literally like a two-minute horse ride <laughs> yes, and then they weren't. <laughs> so that was kind of like okay what was the point of that as well but i get it i think it was more you know we just had to get past yeah. that um one thing i want to touch on is is the um like philosophical side of it in the season one we have the bicarbonal mind which is introduced which is the idea that you know humans at one point thought that their thoughts were god talking to them but i can't think we kind of had like a switch on that because bernard really didn't have ford talking to him but it kind of was like a narrative and i don't think they're pushing religion but the way i took it was the belief in in ford or the belief in a hypothetical higher power guided him through when he really was speaking to himself uh, yeah. did you like how they flipped that axel any thoughts on that yeah i like it but i mean it, it's actually i think it mirrors the same realization that uh dolores had in the episode last year you know, where she, remember where she says, it's not me that it's not him. I was listening to, it was me the whole time. And, <laughs> you know, and then that's exactly what that's basically, I think what we're seeing is their, um, is their moment of enlightenment. And the moment of enlightenment is when they realize that they were in control the entire time. And that's what, that's what it plays into the idea that you, like you had discussed earlier about how human beings come down to such simple, such a simple equation that it can be written out like it's, you know, piano music. Right. And in the same respect, that, that realization of self, right. That awakening, that awareness, um, allows the host to be simple in a sense, Right. It's a simple, it seems like a very simple thing to understand that, that it was always me, you know, um, but it's quite profound at the same time and it's inspirational and it's what got Dolores through. And I think that's why perhaps even she chooses to remake Bernard in the end, because he is the host we've seen that has had that inspiration, right? So yeah, it's the hope of something sometimes even that it might not be real, but the hope of something larger, something bigger than yourself that, that can push you through these tough moments, I, I think is the narrative they want to push. I like how they leave it ambiguous because uh, you can look at it from a secular point of view and a religious point of view at the same time. And then I know uh, we'll get to what you're about to say, Hacks. I also wanted to discuss what do we think about her 
pretty much creating a worthy adversary. She, you know, she, she brings Bernard into the mix when she does not have to. And she acknowledges that they are not, uh, their interests are not aligned. And, but it is, I guess, a narrative on, you know, it, you can't be, it's like a check of the power. You know what I mean? It is the belief that you can't just have all this control that she has to have this counterpart that is going to keep her in check to a point. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> that is actually what I was going to bring up is is that final scene, um, or I guess not the final scene, but the, that interaction there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the idea that it it goes back to Infinity Wars, Doctor Strange. You know, they saw thirteen billion possibilities, and these were this was the one path that ensured their success. So they have to do it. He has to be brought along, and he has to be the enemy of Dolores. I <clears throat> I don't know. Um, why? I mean, you you bring up the idea that they need a balance, but I mean, you really don't. I mean, you could just exist. Like, I don't. I don't think I have a balance that keeps me from from or climbing the corporate ladder or taking over the world. Or I don't know. I, I think that if I if someone was so inclined to do that and had the possibility to do that, they could just do that. You know, I think that what we saw was kind of like interesting writing that is later will later make sense um right now it's just convenient and again dr strange infinity war um, see i i like what you're saying sarah owen uh why do i think she brought him back i think it it's kind of more just a narrative and it's an overall theme of, of this story about empowerment but absolute power can be corrupt and it's like the checks and balances that it makes sense on a uh, for the for the the show, but yeah, I mean, like all reason, like Hex just said, um, very analytical. Yes, it's true that you probably wouldn't want to bring somebody to go and put a um, you know a, a wrench into your works. But for the show, number one, we need Jeffrey Wright. We we want that character in the next season, um, and you know, for the overall theme of it, it, it just it kind of um, just frames the host as more noble in a way, whether that's fair or not than the humans that they're, they're, they're choosing to, to, you know, have more than one ideology uh, for their species to evolve. Or maybe it's a commentary on capitalism. Uh, maybe you're a commie hacks for not believing you need competition. <laughs> you son of a bitch. No, um, I don't need a competition. I just, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, but what do you think about it? Uh, Axel, what do you think well, about the whole burning back Bernard as the adversary? Well, here, this is what I think about it. And I'm going to hold up a picture to the camera. I saw your picture. Okay. That's what I think about it, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I think about it. I think about it's the, it's an age old, uh, you know, light, light and lightness and darkness, uh, openness and closeness. Um, the yin to the, the yang. The yin to the yang. Uh, I think it's, I mean, you, talk about the religious and spiritual aspects of this. And I think that this show to me is one about enlightenment and enlightenment is brought about by accepting all that the, there is no light and dark. There is no you and me. It, it is, there's only we, you know? And I think that Dolores uh, understands that, um, the, you know, it's one of my favorite films, the, um, the five obstructions, Lars von Trier, you need an obstruction in order to create, you need to be put in, um, a box in order to get out of it and figure out 
what you are truly, just like Westworld does, right? Just like what William finds out from Logan. Logan says the whole season, it's going to find what you really are. And that's what's going to show Dolores what she really is. And also, in a sense, it's respectful. I found it to be kind of respectful. That's her creator. You know? Yeah, because they both created each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really meant to frame them in a more noble sense. And I I do believe it works that there there has to be opposition. Um, There has to be other ideas. There has to be other ways of going about their evolution. Else they won't exist. They won't thrive unless they have competition. If they just go down her route where, you know, he says, you'll just try to kill everybody. And, you know, he's going to try to stop her. So, yeah, I think that it's the whole idea of the oneness, the singularity, whatever you want to uh, say for it. Um, any thoughts, Hex? No, I think you guys got it. I think I think it's all subjective about if if <clears throat> I'm sorry about his purpose. Um, no one no one needs competition. I mean, sure, competition uh, and essentially keeps you pushing to be a better you, but if you can just be that better you, then, you know, an, an outside force isn't needed. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what he could possibly, possibly do to kind of be the, the yin, yin to her yang. You know what I mean? Well, I guess we're going to see next season hacks. <laughs> contracts like not nah, damn it. I need to be that. Right? Yin. Uh, we do have a question. What do you think that Dolores meant in the first or second episode when she said to Teddy that she's seen the end and ended with her and him? How do we take that now? Pass it uh, to the first taker. Mm, I'm sorry, say that again. This is, what do you think that Dolores meant in the first or second episode when she said to Teddy that she's seen the end and it ended with her and him, meaning it ends with Teddy and Dolores? Hmm. I found that just to be a romantic thing to say at the time. <laughs> I want to say know? she thought. <laughs> yeah. She, you um, know, optimistic yeah. pillow talk. Uh, um, yeah, optimistic pillow talk. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that there's, see, of course that all have a different, slightly different view than Hanks. I, I don't think that, that she necessarily, even though she definitely could have played out every scenario. So, you know, um, maybe that's what she wanted to happen, but yeah. obviously it's not what happened. Uh, so yeah, I think the optimistic pillow talk is uh, there. Um, also, you know, like, do I think that she should have played out every scenario? Yes. Do I think she did? No. Um, but you know, the, you can't really argue with Hex's logic of they should have tested out every single, you know, they should doctor strange this, but I don't know. Uh, Hex, do you think that that was the smart way to go about it? Or do you think that they're implying that happened and we just saw it off screen or not? I just want to get some kind of clarification. on. Oh, that. it definitely, definitely happened. Yeah. That, that's at least that's my understanding is that, that they did Dr. Strange it. Um, I don't think that she expected Teddy to take his own life. Um, which kind of defines what, what they did and, and, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, there's this part of it that, that could have yeah. been be. Yeah, we just watch it. It takes time. I see what you're saying, hacks. I see what you're saying. To me, it's more so confined again, like I said before, to the part with Hale and Strand and them. And um, I think so too. And the the Hale part. Can we talk about that for a second? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I thought that, I just, that I, that's just the one question I'd like to ask yeah. Joy. Oh, there's quite a few, but Nolan and Joy, if if that's how they saw this playing out, because I think it's interesting because like Hacks brought up that valid point that 
why wouldn't they have tested this out? You know, but I want to know if that's what cinematically they wanted to convey. That's mm. all I was getting at. Yeah. I yeah. don't know, Justin. I guess I'll, I think we're, I think that's a good question to have on our minds when we rewatch. Absolutely. And go ahead with the conversation. Sorry, I was just thinking all out. Oh, no, I like it, brother. Um, that's why we're here, man. Just talking about Westworld. And thanks to everyone in the chat. I just want to peeking over here. And it's so awesome to see so many awesome people here. But the hail thing knocked me for a loop. I had for a while thought that she was like too young to be a board member. The way she was so alive in her body last season, right? With Hector and everything. I thought that she was a host. But now to find out that they just pulled this part of her being a host on me. I was like so happy, you know, as I love that they were able to trick me with that, but there was evidence of it earlier in the episode. And you guys tell me if you agree with this. When, okay. It was, uh, man, my mind's a little scrub right now, but it was about halfway through the episode and about 15 or 20 minutes before they revealed that she was a host that, I realized, wait a sec, she, she did something like she said something to Bernard or something. And I was like, wait a second, she knows that. Or, oh no, they showed what happened in the past and she would have have known about the flooding and everything. Once they showed that, I was like, oh, wait a second, that can't be her because she keeps on asking him what happened, what happened, what happened. She was there. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it was like, they revealed that before they revealed it. So when they finally came out and said somebody is like uh, when Bernard was saying, I built someone, I built someone, I was like, well, it has to be Hale. And then I thought for a second, wait, they're all hosts. But then it turned out it was just Hale. And I was like, they set this up very well. So I really enjoyed that. And I think that we lost uh, Justin for a second, but are we still running on YouTube hacks? I think we should be. Okay. So Uh, what do you think about that hacks? I thought I had the exact same thought, like 100%. I went, oh, my God, everyone in the room is a host. And I'm sorry. I I was like, oh, she's a host. Oh, my God, everyone in the room is a host. Oh yeah. my. And then, of course, just, just her. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that – I don't know. I don't know if – so I, I will say this. I am glad that she is not the new Dolores. I'm glad that she is not, like, the main character. Yeah, um, yeah. In any longer, not anything against her as an actress. I think the character is very two di- two dimensional, and I no longer think that she's the betrayer. Um, you know, maybe she's not working for a third party after all, which disappoints me. But I just think that they haven't done enough to develop her character, mm-hmm. and then boom, they spring this on it. I'm like, oh shit, we have to care about her. Like, is this like the new Dolores? Is this, like, am I, I forcing me to care about this character now? Like, but you, didn't but. you think, didn't, I thought, I, I don't, I'm, I'm just excited. I apologize. But as soon as we figured out that was her, I was like, they have T minus 12 minutes to get her back into Dolores's body. <laughs> like kind of what oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, cows like there has to be another bill. There has to be a, another secret lab offsite. I think you had talked about that in one of your videos, right? That there was like another lab or something. I know we talked about it on the theory cast that Ford had made for them, you know, and that's what happened. And I, I, I liked it, you know, I kind of liked it. Oh, Hey, someone's saying in the chat, Amberlin is saying, um, the subtitles actually revealed that episodes ago, if you think about it, because they would mix up Hale and Dolores' lines and list wrong names. 
guys. Hey, welcome back, man. Thanks. Sorry, guys. Told you this could happen. It's North Carolina, so there yeah. is no science or internet. Um, sorry about that. Thank God that the stream didn't stop. Go ahead. Uh, did I'll you catch up. did you pick up on that? Um, do you guys? We actually, I think we talked about that on the show that we did together a couple weeks ago, right? That this that the closed captioning had Charlotte had Hale and Dolores names mixed up. Yeah, yeah, well, we we did discuss that. My my did. whole thought on that is that they wouldn't try to because that's for the hearing impaired, and that was yeah. just an error, and that's actually subcontracted out. I know. Um, yeah, we talked about a, it, but yeah. maybe I don't know. <laughs> it, it just seems like it'd be a cruel thing to do because think about the people that are actually relying mm. on that. that that's like a the good people point. That can hear. That's a very good. You see point, what I'm saying? Justin, I, yep. Be seen as insensitive. That's yeah. the only reason I didn't think like Hex had a point that they didn't fix that. I think I seen a tweet. Um, you know, um, I won't say what you thought. I, I think that you you were reading into it, and I did at first. But my thought was yeah. that could be viewed as a little bit uh, insensitive for the actual hearing impaired. That's true. Oh yeah, it, it it was an error. They they corrected it, and it wasn't. Um, I forget what you guys said, but it was Hale and Hale and Elsie. Oh, uh, okay. The, the, Thanks. Those Hacks. lines were mixed up. Yeah. Thank um, you. And it was just HBO's lazy but uh, oh. taking their time to fix it um oh tv is hard hacks dogma i don't know i mean <laughs> hey your interns better to make those uh closed captioning it's not not that complicated <laughs> yeah it was odd. That, and that's kind of like the uh the, the bad side of having a show that depends on theory crafting true, so much true. is that you know we we start to think if they're trying to trick deaf people or not and, and that's very <laughs> you know what i mean I think I, I remember your tweet. You're like, it does mean something. It's been two days. And I'm thinking, yeah, they need to fix that shit because it's starting to make me think it means something. And that's starting to make me think that is really insensitive. And if you really depended on that, you could be seeing a whole different story, you know? So I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird middle ground. But, you know, with how much they read Reddit and how much they are aware of people's theories, you think they would have fixed that quicker because they literally changed the storyline of this season because the Redditor got it right. They admitted to that. They couldn't get that shit right in two days. You know what I mean? Like they—they're on the message wow. boards. They're there. I will say I—I I feel like that at some point this season did change. Like I—I I feel at some point the story that they were telling did not end up being what they started with. Um, and I do remember last last season when that that came to light is that someone guessed something correctly and they had to switch everything up. But I mean, a lot of people guessed a lot of season one stuff correctly. Um, mm. So I don't—I I wonder what specifically they were like. Oh shit. This, this one person knows the entire story um, and why they would ever do that. Because even if one person knows, knows the entire story, um, it's not going to, you're no. not going to convince the audience that to not enjoy the show or that it's something else. It's not, but it's shot so far before because they have to do so much work to it after that by the time, I mean, I think, I think there are rare occasions on HBO where they might be on, ep, they might be airing episode, you know, six or like five or six and they're still putting the finishing touches on a 10 but um i don't i don't know about that but i like the interesting thing you had hacks is that how it kind of changed because i think you and i might be a little bit stuck on the same point of this whole simulation and what really was going on with bernard at the beach but perhaps there's there seem because there seemed to be a deeper narrative that they could have explored with that you know um, that that would definitely be my guess if they yeah. were going to change this at all, Axel. That I think that it would have been the Charlotte Hale body switch would be it. And I think that mm. honestly, I've had an issue with how much they do 
okay, the creators of Rick and Morty, um, Dan Harmon and uh, forget the other guy's name because of course I'm online, so I'm broadcasting my my viewpoints here, so I won't have <laughs> exactly Justin whatever. Uh, they they put out there that they don't read Reddit or anything like that, and sometimes people have better theories, and whatever ends up being written becomes canon. And why would they read that? Because it would mess with them. I really don't understand why they read this all these message boards and get caught up in it. If, if it was me, I wouldn't do that. Cause I do feel both of you. I, I do feel like that there was a change as well. I'm with you hacks. And I think it probably is the Charlotte twist. I mean, it would have to be something huge, right? Yeah, it, it may be. I, I might just be wanting that so bad. I'm creating stories in my mind, but um, I, I do agree. They, they should stay off theory crafters. Although all I want, all I want this entire my entire channel to be. I just want one validation that anyone from the cast has ever viewed my video, and I'll never make another. I'll just that'll be it, dude. That that'll be the the peak. With their amount of attention hacks of of Reddit in itself, with you being put on the Huffing in, in the Huffington Post, I'm sure they're aware of your simulation thing. Um, so I would say there's a if anybody has a chance of them seeing it. It, it definitely would be your theory for the simulation. I, I, uh, I would even, I would even like if they were just like, yeah. And one person was like so off, they thought it was a simulation and this and that. And Hacks Dog would go unsubscribe to him. That would be it, dude. I'd be so happy. Even if Jonathan Nolan was like, yeah, fuck that guy. Even even <laughs> if Jonathan Nolan was like, yeah, dude, this this shitty YouTuber was just throwing darts at a board, and that's what he came up with. Well, I think if they had, if anybody got the, hey, fuck that guy, it was you, Hex. <laughs> you had the most mainstream coverage. Uh, so, it, and, you know, like I said, I think that sometimes we sit around and especially in your case, you make these situations and you fill uh, plot holes in a very creative ways. And this, and this was, and this is one of the first things I said to you after the show is I was like, it, it was far more simplistic than I believe even I thought. I mean, Occam's razor really applied to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. I think um, I think it was an awesome season overall. Um, oddly enough, I, I don't really know how it's going to be received. The first comment I got as the episode ended was, um, "Sorry, hacks, I'm unsubscribing, but uh, I'm not going to be watching season three. I terrible season." I was like, "Damn it, man! <laughs> I don't think it was that bad." But uh, yeah, so it, it's still to be seen what the general populace thinks of everything, but. Yeah. I think it was an awesome season overall. Um, okay, so we got a few questions here. Okay, we do need to address Stubbs. I'll say right off the bat, and then uh, when Axel gets back, we'll get his take on this as well, about what was going on. I don't believe Stubbs is a host, guys. I think that what he said just implied to me that he was there in, in to take Ford's best interest, and obviously he's aware that Ford's interest was the hosts and, and freeing the hosts. And he says he's in charge of the hosts that are in the park. He emphasized in the park, meaning you're leaving. So I'm not going to be pursuing you. Let me read this comment. Uh, we know Jimmy Simpson knows of you, Justin, because of the tweet situation. Yeah, that was awesome that he clarified to me through a tweet at one o'clock in the morning that he was back. And then uh, they quickly gave credit six months later to some uh, TV guide association or something. But yeah, that was kind of cool that uh, he decided to tweet me back. You can look it up, but uh yeah, we all we all got our moment in the spotlight in, uh, for for Westworld for all that it matters. But uh, yeah, Jimmy Simpson is he's he's a cool cat. He uh, he definitely is. Uh, he's down to earth. He was like, hey, look at this obscure YouTube guy asking me a question at one in the morning. Uh, I'll answer him. I woke up that morning. I was like, fuck, I can't <laughs> believe that. And then Vanity Fair and all that gave credit six months later to, I think the TV Guide's critic. Is some bullshit. 
So, and he actually said during that press conference, he's like, I thought this was already clear. They're like, yeah, fuck that guy. So I think me and you both got to fuck that guy hacks <laughs> from so, uh, somebody. I, I, I do. I do think Stubbs is probably a host though. I think, I, I think I might go have, have to go back and watch yeah. it and kind of just work through it. But I don't know something about it. I, in my opinion, he's probably a host. Axel, your thoughts on it? I'm going no host with Stubbs. I'm taking it as sympathizer, not a um, not a host. Hex is going host with Stubbs. What are you thinking? I'm going definite host. I think that that twinkle in his eye, and when he said, "You might call it my subroutine or something, whatever," yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he's a host. I think that that was I'm a host, and guess what? And he said something like this too, which what he said to Dolores is, um, and this I thought was very important. He said. Ford was very specific about what my role is. My role is to take care of the hosts that are inside the park. So basically what he's saying to her is, hey, Dolores, guess what? I'm inside the park if you need me. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just think it more as that, you know, it was meant for us to see a a sympathetic human in that he was just speaking in their language. I think he said my primary drive when the whole band hired me. And all this, but I mean, it could go either way because we still have uh, Felix and um, and uh, Sylvester. Those They're going to save humans that are uh, you know there for us. But yeah, I mean, there's no right or wrong on that. I will take it as uh, he he was just emphasizing that in the park, meaning he won't pursue them. But again, these will all be questions for us. To add. They definitely didn't leave us with a a, a, a um, lack of questions to ask as Westworld uh, tends to do. So let's uh, go through and see if we have any more questions in here. Anything you guys want to address really quick when I scan these uh, questions? Um, Not really. I mean, I think we're pretty much wrapping this up here. I think that Stubbs could very well be a human or a host. It's interesting, you know, if if he was a host that um, they kind of had the scene with Akichita at all or the ghost nation at all. Um, but yeah, I think it's up in the air. I don't know. I might have a different opinion when I do the breakdown. I kind of look at the season he, as hey. a whole. Oh, I'm sorry. Hacks, if, just if, to... if he, if he is a host, then some things still don't make sense with, with yeah. like removing him with the ghost nation. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. You could think of something you said before hacks is maybe he's a host now. Exactly. You know what I mean? There was a time we, we yeah. still, we, when, when thinking about next season, like that's what I want to kind of emphasize in a meta uh, kind of look at the show. What they do now is they're not just giving us a finale here. They're giving us an introduction to the next story, right? That they're going to tell the next part of that story, season three. And I think setting up Stubbs there, setting it up so Felix and Sylvester help Maeve. Um, I think, you know, Dolores is now off. Bernard and Dolores are off. We don't know who Hale is. They're setting things up. So I think it's good to think about that they're kind of like, you know, laying those pieces out. So is Stubbs, a ho- whether or not he's a host, we know one thing, he's going to help Dolores out, right? And, it, and it, we also may end up going back in time again to this part, like some of the questions we should consider that some of the questions we have now may be answered next season. Right. And it may, other things may have transpired that we do not yet understand because that's what they did to us last year. Yeah. Season one was described as a prequel 
Mm, um, yeah. in a prologue to our story. So, you know, um, it's definitely setting up a lot. We're getting some questions in here. Um, yeah, I mean, there's ample evidence, guys, for, for both these sides, uh, for, for Stubbs being human or host. I mean, Hacks and Axel, there's plenty of uh, evidence to show that he's host, and there's plenty of evidence to show that he yeah. isn't. That's part of the fun. Um, what did Bernard see when he opened the door at the end that made him smile? Um, I, I, he, he saw the the world um he saw his freedom he saw you know he finally isn't stuck he can he can he's being left in my opinion to carry out what he sees fit his agenda um and that dolores gave him that even when it's not that advantageous for her in the short um you know term looking at it but i guess the big picture for their species she's able to see it's the only way we can put it i I would like to pose to the chat, and I'm seeing a lot of people <laughs> mentioning Charlotte Hale's acting ability. Um, Tessa Thompson, she she does do a really good job in, in some other um, projects. I, I do not think she does that great of a job in this show. I'll pass that on to you guys. I'm not trying to shit on her. I'm just saying that uh, Tessa Thompson's acting in this isn't ideal for me. I, I see some holes in it. So I'm a little bit surprised that she's the one that is carrying on, but she's a big name, so it is um, what it is. I, I, it's... I may be blinded by her beauty. Um, I think she's always fantastic in everything I've ever seen her in. And, um, you know, I actually met her. They were filming Portlandia in Woodstock Park here in Portland. And she was in the scene and I went up and shook her hand. Everyone was going to Fred Armisen. And I went up to her and I was like, I love you on Westworld. <laughs> I was like, I'm so, you're tainted. Yes, I'm such a geek. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was probably scared. She was probably telling security, why did you let that big man approach me? But um, she didn't know that you would later be on the Justin oh, Thomas but, show and, see? and be defending her acting chops. She laid- so it all paid out for you, Tessa Thompson. <laughs> That's where I get a fuck you, Justin. Hacks, um, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, she's a great actor, but I just don't like her character. Two-dimensional. Yeah. Um, hey, we're aligned with something. Uh, until we're not, two minutes later on horseback. Um, <laughs> <laughs> until <laughs> we're not. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> exactly uh but uh, yeah i think that this is uh you know it's been a lot of fun guys and i can't you know emphasize enough how how happy i am with uh collaborating with all sorts of different people with different backgrounds different areas of expertise different opinions and looking at the big picture because if there's one thing the show does whether it sticks to landing perfectly cinematically or not is it does make us talk about deeper things and it's made me question beliefs that i you know was not even addressing earlier uh, before the show came along. And I'm not really a big sci-fi person. So I, I guess we should maybe do a rating overall for this season. Uh, we'll do five cool. is the best and one is a uh, the worst, obviously. And I guess I will start and say that I, I will give it a, a 3.5. And I would give season one a 4.5. I think. Um, right, so um, 10 out of 10. All episodes are 10 out of 10. I don't know. <laughs> don't take the bitch way out on this one. <laughs> I, just, I think for me to properly feel about this episode, I need to go back and rewatch it. Like, truthfully, this is the first episode I'm just like, do I actually understand what just happened? Like, mm. I need, I, I actually need to, like, notepad, understand, put everything in Excel and map it out in some kind of AutoCAD program. I, It's interesting. I think what we're left with is more questions that I think will turn the general populace off of this show. Um, three out of five. First season was 4.5 out of five. 
Yeah, so similar, similar. And I think that, you know, the, the audience has been narrowing down. And I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because this isn't a show that you can be half in on. You might as well not be watching it. You know, and it's it's not like trying to be like an elitist or something like, oh, you're watching like Blue Bloods? What are you, some fucking idiot? You should be watching Westworld and be questioning all these philosophical questions. It's a, hey, you either are going to be all in on this show or you can't, I can't see being a casual viewer like I am on some shows with Westworld. You can't be half in on this show. But people are, but I mean, but, uh, plenty of people are. I, oh, like, absolutely. I, I think, you know, I, I do, I did discover that I work with a couple of people that, that do watch the show now that it's ending. Um and I was like, yeah, what do you think of this and this and this and this and this? And they're like, oh, dude, I have no idea. Yeah. And, and they don't even know that I have a YouTube channel <laughs> talk about this in, in the obsessive way that I do. I just like yeah. ask, ask them, you know, uh, something basic. And they're like, eh, I don't know, man, not that big of a deal. Uh, I was like, oh, OK. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, you know, what about God. you, Axel? We're putting you on the spot. No, not at all. Seasons. Not, not at all. I mean, first off, I want to say to Hacks, welcome to my world. That was like me on Lost back in the day, man. Because any, And that was when there, that was before this renaissance of television, right? Really. And, you know, 23, 30 million people were watching Lost as opposed to like, what, the 2 million that watch Westworld or something live that they say. But HBO's ratings are always skewed. They don't keep things on for ratings. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, people would be like, Did you, I don't understand anything. So to answer your question, I actually like this season better. Um, I would have given the first season a 3.5 and I give this season a 4.5. I reverse, I'll, I'll reverse yours. Um, because I felt that the, I feel like this whole show is pulling a reverse game of Thrones or like, well, similar to game of Thrones where game of Thrones slowly rolled out the magic. It started, I'm not a big fantasy person. I liked game of Thrones cause it was political. It reminded me of like a middle ages with the wire. And that's why I originally liked it. And then the magic started creeping in. Westworld started as a puzzle and then the emotion crept in. And if there's one thing that I felt that this episode lacked a bit for me was the emotionality, but then it turned that up when we found out that Dolores made Bernard and I had a tear in my eye because I thought that that was beautiful to me. I love this season. I think that this show is amazing. And I also think not to become political or not famous last words, um, but in a country and a world that seems to be almost anti-intellectual, I love the idea that this show presents itself as a puzzle and forces you to reflect upon not only your perception of the show, but your perception of reality. I enjoy that. I don't think they always pull it off. I think that they are perhaps sometimes too clever for their own good. And I have to agree with both of you in that it may turn off the general populace. Uh, But then again, these shows live on streaming now. And by next season, we could be talking about how, you know, five times as many people are watching uh, the premiere of Westworld, you know? Similar things have happened. Game of Thrones has seen an up and down and then it whoosh and then it shot up. So perhaps next season will stabilize the storytelling methodology, but retain the deepness that we all and richness that we've come to love in the puzzle qualities, but in a more palatable, palatable way for a general audience. And I'd be okay with that, but I love this season. So my rating is better 4.5. Yeah. Something I do want to, want to address, um, Fiwet, an uh, awesome person in Discord that, that had a lot of great, 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 great theories and conversations with. Um, 
so he, we want to kind of address the, I think it was five little control units that she had in her purse. Um, do we want to yeah. kind of address this? Or, yes. And, and so I think right off the bat, we can kind of say, um, damn, I don't know. <laughs> You're the best. That was hilarious. Babe. You got to think, babe. Yeah. You made your first mistake and you said right off the bat. Um, I, I, you, I can go. I'll go. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Look. Arnold. Arnold slash Bernard, Teddy. Um, And then I think that you might see Angela again. Um, And then as far as the other two, I think that's when we might be playing into a, the crazier scenarios of Ford, um, uh, MIB. Uh, Maybe those balls are people taken from the forge. And that's going to be her entrance into taking over Delos, um, taking over the world, you know, who knows? Um, I, I was expecting a, a little bit of a thing. I thought maybe Arnold would have walked out of the door. Arnold Bernard would have walked out of that door. And just as he smiled, they cut down and he reached into his pockets and he's got two of the balls. Like she kind of split them up, you know, (laughs) yeah, baby. I set it up and you knocked it down. (laughs) I like it. But yeah, I thought that would have been cool, but that's who I say. I say definitely the one was Bernard Teddy and I I'm going with Angela and then Maeve has to be in there. No, Maeve is still there. But the ball, another Maeve. Yeah, I mean, because we're the body isn't the body is obviously not something. That oh, needs, I thought right? she was still there. I thought Maeve was still, she's, there. She's still there. Yeah, I think I don't think just, her control unit's been taken out, but it could be a copy of Maeve. That's an interesting idea, Justin. We could this show did show us simultaneous interactions by these hosts, right? That is possible. So. You, yeah, but I mean, yeah, Maeve still works in the park as well with her abilities. Yeah. that was the one thing I was kind of theorizing about is that maybe she'd be able to contact hosts that were outside of the park. So now that they are, it doesn't necessarily have to be her, but I just don't see why it couldn't be her because the same logic applies to Teddy. You know what I mean? Mm. Control and, and, unit. Yeah. And the idea that, that they can all kind of be brought back with the memories of each other, the yeah. other hosts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, beautiful. Puts yeah. everybody on the table. It, it puts everybody on the table and, and they kind of subtract drama because of doing that, but sci-fi. Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. I was like, oh, great. I'm right about that. But I was like, oh, shit. I'm right about that. I'm kind of okay <laughs> with that. You know what, Hacks? I'm kind of okay with it because I think it, it, it for me at least, it, 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 it potentially continually brings up the idea of are these actually that person? Like what is real? What is reality? Which is something that I am very interested in in real life and what is time and such. So I think it's – I don't know. It, it may be – Maybe it, it does lessen the stakes, as you're saying, and it maybe could make it a little bit less compelling drama-wise, but I kind of enjoy it. I mean, like I well, say, I'm open to that difference. It goes with the theme, you're right, Axel, yeah. but I do, and I, I, you know, the, the thing is they have to use it sparingly because I see Hacks' issue true. with yep. it. Now, I, I agree. They, I you know, that. I've heard of this. I'm like, why, well, why would the bodies be necessary? You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't go along with the theme of, you know, they're made in the human's image not their own image, but I also agree with Hex on the point, if it's overused, it'll take away from stakes, and then we're going to have to start wondering not only when is this happening, who is it happening to. It's like, play that card once, we did it, 
let's not do it again. But, you know, so I'm kind of stuck in limbo with it, too. Um, and you talk about the evolution of the mistake. Like you mentioned Lost before, which <laughs> I think that even though it, – it, it, I think Lost made this show possible like Rome made Game of Thrones possible. And I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a fan at all of Lost. Uh, I was poisoned against it. Oh. I was young and impressionable. Justin. So they were just nonstop of the evolution of the mistake Uh-oh. in the Uh-oh. evolution of shows like Lost. We wouldn't have Westworld. Yeah. So, you know. Well, I always go. Well, Justin, we're going to have to start a new live stream series called Axel Makes Justin Love Lost. <laughs> you better bring a lot of drugs, buddy. Oh, I got it, baby. I live in Oregon. <laughs> you, go. you better bring that good weed. Um, but uh, no, um, but yeah, I just want to thank everybody in the chat. Um, I want to thank you guys again. And uh, I look forward to uh, future collaborations, future videos. And um, I look forward to the future of uh, Westworld and the world beyond. And, uh, you know, I don't think that there's really too much more to say about this episode other than I I. The only reason I do enjoy season one more is because there seems like we it was a little bit more fulfilling. But now we are getting into the real question of not how do they achieve this ability to make their own choices, but what do they do with them? And I, I think that we're finally there. Let's see what they do next season with these choices. The ones that are outside of the park should have nothing hindering them. So the choices you make once you have free will is what is important, less than how you achieve free will, since yeah. it is so subjective. I couldn't agree more. Could not agree uh, yeah. So thank you guys. Um, you know, and make sure to subscribe to Hacks if you haven't. Uh, obviously, make sure to check out uh, Westworld Theorycast with the great W. Axel Foley and I believe DJ. Can I say goodbye um, to everybody? Yo, yeah, you can say bye. Oh. I'm just saying my goodbyes. Oh, now. I'm sorry, pal. Goodbye I thought we were ending. miles an hour with this. I like uh, it, baby. Thank you guys, uh, and uh, I will just pass it off. That is my uh, sign out. Thank you guys so much. You um, guys can go ahead and, and do your plugs and uh, again appreciate the hell out of you. And I just want to start out by thanking you, Justin. Seriously, man. I mean, I know you've had a hell of a last couple of weeks and you put this together, not only doing your own videos, but putting together this live stream each week and having some technical issues as well. So everybody in the chat, everybody out there, let's give Justin a big standing ovation. Thank you very much, brother. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate hacks you having me on. Uh, you are fantastic, man. Your videos are killing it and it's, you guys have great minds. I love the way we all talk together. I'm totally down to do more of this in the off season and next season. And thank you everyone in the chat as well. Uh, it doesn't mean anything unless everybody's here sharing this with us. You know, I always think of lost. We created this place together. That's what we did. That's what we did here. People, this is our own forge, right? This is our own Valley Beyond uh, sitting right here in front of these screens and talking and listening and reading and watching and, uh, you know, check out DVRpodcast.com for more from us in the off-season Westworld Theorycast and check out these guys too. Give them likes and subscribes and all that kind of positivity. So peace out. Thank you, man. Yeah. So guys, this, this was awesome, man. I'm so, I'm so grateful to, uh, both of you and everyone in the chat and everyone that's been here for this entire experience or watches this retrospectively. And uh, I mean, just what an awesome time that we experienced together. Right. I, I'm grateful that it happened and I'm sad that it's ending. Um, we will definitely work on projects in the future. We'll definitely keep podcasts like this going and and I can't wait to see what everyone creates and, and what comes from this. 
Um, much love, everybody. If uh, if you're looking forward to my video, it'll it'll be out normal time whenever work doesn't hinder it. And and uh, yeah, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, guys. From the bottom of my heart, it, it means the world. And look forward to future collaborations. There's plenty to talk about. Westworld assured us of it. So thank you, guys. And we're going to sign out for the last time this season. But we will have some panels in the weeks to come. Uh, make sure to check the uh, the listing for uh, announcements on Twitter and whatnot. So thank you guys so much. It means the world. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.